Hello, good day, everyone. Today is the day. Why not? Today's the day. It is, yeah, check your calendar. Today's the day. You see that? That's you. That's today for you. Um, this is reading with finance as well as the day. And I'm reading, I got this, American Indian Myths and Legends. The story from American Myths and Legends that I'm reading today is The Old Woman of the Spring. Follow me at Everything's Just Fine on Instagram to see illustrations of mine. Hey, hey, hey. Try to read every day. If not, no problem. I'm here. I'll do it. I got you. Um, guess what? Yep. You guessed it. Probably. I didn't read beforehand. I don't know what I'm getting myself into. So, again, before, just just apologies for uh, the, 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 the lack of professionalism that I just day in and day out just come in here with. It's like I don't even care about my audience or something. <clears throat> I do care about you guys. I do. So much so that I'm reading every day, you know. To add to the plate, to reread a story, it's a lot. I don't know you like that. Maybe I, I don't. You, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to stick with it. Get to, Yeah, f f come say hi and everything's just fine. And then I'll be like, you know what? I care so much about my, no, I care about my audience regardless. I should just get better at reading and pronouncing things. I don't have, mm, a lot of conflicting feelings. Do I try harder? Maybe. Let's start the story. The Old Woman of the Spring by the Cheyenne. This tale about the gifts of corn and buffalo to the Cheyenne is <clears throat> related to the legend which follows it about Arrow Boy. Oh, okay. This follows the Arrow Boy story. In the Cheyenne Manor, a storyteller will say, let's tie another story to the end of this one and go on from there. North as it is spoken of at the beginning of both tales is a nostalgic reference to the Cheyenne hunting grounds in the North Central America, from which they were driven by invading tribes, probably the Ojibwa. Ojibwa way. Here's the story starting. When the Cheyenne were still in the North, they camped in a large circle at whose entrance a, a deep, Rapid spring flowed from hill from a hillside. The spring provided the camp with water, but food was harder to find. The buffalo had disappeared, and many people went hungry. One bright day, some men were playing the game of ring and javelin. In the center of the camp circle, they used a red and black hoop and four long sticks, two red and two black, which they threw at the hoop as it rolled along. In order to win, a player had to throw his stick through the hoop while it was still moving. A large audience had already gathered when a young man came from the south side of the camp circle to join them. He wore a buffalo robe with the, with the hair turned outward. His body was painted yellow and a yellow painted eagle. Birch feather was fastened to his head. Soon another young man dressed exactly the... Likely, exactly like the first came from the north side of the circle to watch the game. They were antiquated, but when 
the two caught sight of each other, they moved through the crowd to talk. My friend, said the man on the, from the south side, you're imitating my dress. Why are you doing it? Oh, it's another voice. <clears throat> you're imitating my dress. Why are you doing it? The other man said. It is you who are imitating me. Why? The other person says. In their explanation, both men told their story. They had entered the spring that flowed out from the hillside, and there they had been instructed how to dress. By now, the crowd had stopped watching the game and gathered around to listen. And the young men told the people that they would go into the spring again and came out soon. As the crowd watched the two approach the spring, the man from the south covered his head with his buffalo robe and entered. The other did the same. The young man splashed through the water and soon, in, soon found themselves in a large cave. Near the entrance sat an old woman cooking some buffalo meat and corn in two separate earthen pots. She welcomed them. Grandchildren, you have come. Here, sit by my side. They sat down, one on each side of her, and told her that the people were hungry and that they had come to, to her for food. She gave them corn for, from one pot and meat from the other. They ate until they had, en had had enough, and when they were through, the pots were still full. Then she told them to look toward the south, and they saw that the land in the direction was covered with buffalo. She told them to look to the west, and they saw all kinds of animals, large and small, including ponies. Though they knew nothing of ponies in, the, in those days, she told them to look toward the, the north, and they saw corn growing everywhere. The old woman said to them, All this that you have seen shall be yours in the future. Tonight I call I cause the buffalo to be restored to you. When you have when you leave this place, the buffalo will follow, and your people will see them coming before sunset. Take this uncooked corn in your robes and plant it every spring in low mist grounds. After it matures, you can feed upon it. Take also this meat and corn that you I have cooked, said she. And when you have returned to your people, ask them to sit down. Oh, I'm still doing the voice. To sit down to eat in the flowing order. First all males from the youngest to the oldest, with the expectation of one orphan boy. Second, all females from the eldest to the youngest, with the exception of one orphan girl. When all are through eating the rest of the food in the pots to be eaten by the orphan boy and the orphan girl. The rest of the food in the pots to be eaten by the orphan boy and orphan girl. The two men, the two men obeyed the old woman. When they passed out, of the spring, they saw that in the, that their entire bodies were painted red, and the yellow breath feathers on their heads had turned red. They went to their people, who ate as directed of the corn and meat. There was enough for all, and contained in, in the contents of the pot remained full until they were passed to the two orphan children, who ate all the rest of the food. Toward sunset, the people went to their lodges and began watching the spring closely. And in, this, in a short time, they saw a buffalo leap out. The creature jumped and played and rode. 
then returned to the spring. In a little while, another buffalo jumped out, then another and another. Finally, they came so fast that the Cheyenne were no longer able to count them. The buffalo continued to emerge all night, and the following day, the whole country out in the distance was covered with buffalo. The buffalo scented the great camp. The next day, the Cheyenne surrounded them, for though the men hunted on foot, they ran very fast. For a time, the people had an abundance of buffalo meat. In the spring, they moved their camp to low, swampy land where they planted the corn they had received from the medicine stream. It grew rapidly, and every grain they planted brought forth strong stalks bearing two to four ears of corn. The people planted corn every year after this. One spring after planting corn, the Cheyenne went on a buffalo hunt. When they had enough meat to last for a long time, they returned to their fields. To their surprise, they found that the corn had been stolen by their some neighboring tribe. Nothing but stalks remained, not even a kernel for a seed. Though the thief had occurred about a moon before, the Cheyenne trailed the enemy's footprints for several days. They even fought with two or three tribes, but never succeeded in tracing the robbers of, or recovering the stolen crop. It was a long time before the Cheyenne planted any more corn. And this is based off a story reported by George A. Dorsey at the turn of a century. There's a little something at the end I'll read. The loss of the corn described here may symbolize how the Cheyenne uh, abandoned planting for buffalo hunting in the last half of the 18th century. The wings given the Plains tribes by arrival of guns and horses at this time not only allowed them to move from being gatherers to being hunters, the reverse of the more common culture evolution, but opened up the possibility of a more elaborate and transportable material culture, hence the term Golden Age of the Plains Indians. And that's the end of that story. Uh, my favorite thing, I don't, I guess the thing that was really piquing my interest was the first time someone saw a pony. I know that was way early in the story when she was like, look at all this stuff. Look at the south. Look at the east. Look at the west. Uh, north and whatever. But, you know, for me to be like eating all this food and to see it like a pony for the first time, go, whoa, what is that? And go, just have the urge to ride that thing. Um, or maybe, I don't know, to have the urge. I guess I saw a buffalo. I would want to ride it too. Um, they probably thought of food first, maybe then. But yeah, that's cool. My favorite. I like that. I like that they also. Um, I was worried about the orphans not getting any food, but somehow they did because the bulls were ever feeding. Um, yeah, it was a good, good story. I like the symbolism of the whole reason why there was no corn or dried up, maybe because they were hunting. Who knows? But thank you for listening to Reading with Finest. I'll be back tomorrow to read to you again. Hey, 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 try to read every day. If not, you know how it is. I got you. Enjoy yourself. Have have a great day. Boop, 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 boop